Welcome to This is Oceanside, the podcast of the Oceanside Library, where we highlight the people, businesses, and organizations that make the Oceanside Library District so special. Next up, the Knopf Realty Group of Compass Realty. This is Oceanside. Welcome to This is Oceanside, the podcast of the Oceanside Library that deals with the people, businesses, and organization of, of organizations of the Oceanside Library District. Uh, I am Tony Iavino. I am the Assistant Director for the Oceanside Library. My normal co-host, Ocaria Domango, is on maternity leave. Uh, so we're wishing her the best. And uh, with me today is Corey Knopf from the Hal Knopf team at Compass. Good afternoon, Corey. How are you today? Good afternoon. I'm well, thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I think this is the third podcast that we've done, uh, primarily so far with the businesses uh, in town. So we're going to ask you some questions about the business and about yourself and find out a little bit more about uh, a business that's been around uh, Oceanside for quite some time. Um, so why don't we start with that? Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, the Halnoff team at Compass? Sure. Uh, the Halnoff team started, obviously, with Halnoff Realty, my father, Halnoff. Uh, moved to Oceanside in 1971, and he was a teacher. Um, and he did real estate part-time, but really fell in love with it. And after a few years of doing it part-time, stopped teaching and opened his own office. And that was April 1st, 1982, was our first uh, day opening as the Halnoff Realty. And uh, I've been here 25 years. My father had me showing houses in high school, sitting at new constructions throughout town. I remember watching the Cove be built and the condos on Brower. I sat there with my mother selling those and Lion Estates. And this is all when I was well before I was licensed, <laughs> uh, just uh, sitting with them and, and helping them out. And then my dad said, why don't you just try this full time after college? I said, no. <laughs> and after three years, I said, let me give this a shot. And uh, I've done nothing but real estate since. Very cool. So now, so when did Halnoff become part of Compass? We joined Compass in June of last year uh, during the pandemic. It was a very daunting time for everyone and for uh, being a business owner. Um, it was scary and we didn't know what was going to happen. And technology really seems to be, as everyone realizes, the next step in all businesses, whether it's real estate or libraries, or here we are on Zoom, anywhere that you are. And I really felt the need for technology to succeed in the future. And um, I didn't feel like I could compete as well as a mom and pop shop. And I really wanted to offer my clients every possible resource. And I felt this was the best way to make that happen. You know, we've, we've been saying, it's interesting you say that, because we've been saying here that um, smart libraries are gonna come out of this stronger. Okay, with more tools and more ways to help our patrons. Um, are you finding that now? Did, have, you, have you found uh, instruments and, and ways to help your, your clients that you didn't have before the pandemic? 100%. Um, Compass gives me some tools that I never even heard of uh, to keep my clients really up to date by the minute when something comes on. I can circle on a map an area that I want them to be informed on and it'll automatically send it to them within a minute of it being listed. So um, in so many different facets between um, electronic signatures for contracts and, and it, it goes from beginning to end with the technology. Yes. 
Did you have to make a lot of, I assume that you did, you had to make a lot of accommodations because of COVID. A lot of accommodations, yes. Well, open houses are a thing of the past or the or the, the type we used to have, whereas by law, you can only have one family in a house at a time. So that's a big change right there. And it went from one person to two people to now one family at a time. So it just right. keeps changing based on the laws. Um, but it's very important to adhere to those laws. I think it's just safety protocols and um, the safety of both the buyer, the seller, and us as agents. This is our lives too. Okay. The um, have you are you doing a lot more with video of, of the premises? We did a ton of video. I sold a number of homes without people ever walking into them. That is not as much anymore, unless it's a second home, which we're finding more and more people doing. Uh, a lot of people in Manhattan are buying second homes right here in Oceanside, uh, Island Park, Long Beach, instead of the Hamptons. So we are finding that as a more common theme. So um, still using the video, but not as much as we were six, eight months ago. Okay. I, I know that, I know when real estate first went on to, uh, went online, the big thing was to show a bunch of photos. And now oh, I've sure. seen that more, more and more, there's more videos with commentary. It's, it's, uh, yeah, the video is to get the leads. So yes, we do more video on social media, but actually showing through video, not as common, but okay. it's still used. All right, and uh, and you guys do residential, you represent both both sellers and buyers? We do buyers and sellers on commercial and residential. Okay, um, about how many agents do you have now? I have 12 full-time agents right now in my office and I have three administrative assistants. Okay, and is that down from before COVID or is that? It's actually the same. We were up a couple and then down a couple. I think we're right about the same as what we were before, actually. Uh, but not in the office. We were here a lot more before, obviously. Now, um, most agents don't come into the office as much. And it's not necessary to come to the office as much. Right. Um, but slowly, I see that coming back where people are uh, kind of want to get out of their house. <laughs> well, that, you know, that's interesting. I, I also, uh, it's, a it's a conversation that, that uh, I have pretty frequently. There's a um, there's a chemistry and there's a synergy when you have people, whether it's a law firm or an accounting firm or a business or a real estate agents, where you're in the same place at the same time and you're you're talking. So while in the short term, or year, year and a half, you probably get as much work done at home as you do in the office. I wonder if we aren't losing uh, something just from people overhearing conversations or having casual conversations and picking picking things up picking there's no right there's no question that you are you're not you're not collaborating so therefore your ideas are not being heard or being bounced off of or being uh you know made better if you will by other people that do the same thing as you um but we do zoom meetings every week so we make sure that we are talking and we are collaborating but it isn't the same as the off the cuff at the moment something happening i agree with that yeah, it's just it, there's just something about getting smart people in the, in the room at the same time uh, that uh, that just changes things. How is the market right now? <laughs> the market is unlike any other market we've ever seen. I know everyone is talking real estate. Um, reason being, there's a lot of buyers and less homes on the market. So the interest rates staying low gives such buying power to the buyers um, and Surprisingly, a little bit, the economy is very, very strong, even though we hear about unemployment. But the people in Brooklyn and Queens, more so than Manhattan, are just, just 
doing anything they can to move out to Long Island and not having the inventory supply and demand as economics always stands by um, is hurting the buyer because they just don't have as many homes to choose from or any to choose from, truthfully. Uh, but right now, the past two weeks, we've seen an increase of inventory higher than we have in the past two months. Okay. So the spring market's upon us. Uh, people are, because of vaccinations, I believe, and the safety protocols are feeling more safe to put their homes in the market. And I think we'll see that continue. But I don't think we're going to see um, the, the purchasing slow down. So I think that as much as much as comes on, there will be that many buyers to buy them. So I don't see, think we'll see a change in pricing. I don't think it'll go up as much, but I don't think it's going to come down either. Uh, so I don't think we're going to see inventory sit. I think there are plenty of buyers to take any amount of inventory we throw out them. Hmm. What would you say are the strengths of the Oceanside area? Oh, I'm the biggest Oceanside advocate ever. Um, everything. The library being one huge source. I put that in all my paperwork. The beach, of course, being so close to the beach. Um, you know, a plus and a minus. A lot of people look at it different ways. Not having a parkway in our town stops a lot of transient um, back and forth. But it also adds, obviously, a few minutes to your commute if you got to have to get on the parkway. But our shopping is unparalleled. Um, you know, it's it's a just a beautiful uh, middle class, middle to upper class town that really still has that mom and pop feel. I think. I, I would I would agree with you. It's, uh, and thank you for the kind words about the library. We're, we're trying to do our best here. Um, all right. So um, as far as the future goes, if you if you were looking out over the next couple of years, do you think do you think we're still going to see the same uh, the same pressures on the market now, or do you think that that'll eventually even itself out? Has to even itself out. <laughs> I hope for every buyer out there that it does. Um, I don't. Again, I don't see prices coming down. I do not think in the next year or two, or even three years. I think inflation will keep them where they are. Um, but I do see that the uh, the frenzy of buyers has to slow down. I would have to assume they will. Okay. No, it's funny you mentioned about people being reluctant to sell or you know to, to put their house on the market. And I just, my wife and I both finished our second dose three weeks ago. So now we're, we're, we're free, if you will. And now we called for the appliance repair person and for the exterminator and people that we were not letting in the house before. So I, I, I can understand what you're saying about uh, uh, people having been reluctant about having a broker come in the house, having people come in their house uh, during this time. That's, a, that's an interesting observation. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about you. So you're a Terrapin, huh? I'm a Terrapin. Yes, I graduated in 93 from University of Maryland. Um, and of course, you majored in real estate? Or I majored in real estate. I was actually an English major. So I saw. English lit. <laughs> American literature, yes. No, that's, that, listen, that's, that's. Right all, up your alley. There we go. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what we do here. Um, so now, did you, you grew up in Oceanside? I grew up in Oceanside, yeah. We moved here when I was not even one year old uh, from Brooklyn, like all good Oceanside people. <laughs> I'm just right. um, I don't know anything but Oceanside. I lived in Maryland, of course, for a few years. I almost stayed there, but I couldn't part from the family, of course. Came back and never left. I graduated high school in 89. 
And I see a lot of people that, you know, you graduate, you move away and you end up coming back, you know, it's a yeah, great there's, there's, um, there's, I think we're both part of that. I mean, I'm obviously older than you are, but we're part of that second generation of Long Islanders. Um, and, uh, like I grew up in Massapequa, so did my wife. Both of our families, everybody, including our nieces and nephews, everybody lives in Massapequa, which is one of the reasons why we live in Rockville Center. Just you know, <laughs> but just enough uh, of Massapequa, <laughs> right? Just just so that there's just enough of a, a separation, just enough of a separation. Uh, but we certainly see that here in Oceanside, there are families that go way, way back, way back. Um, have you ever seen the 1870 map? That uh, of of uh, Christian Hook. I'm not sure. I will have to get you a copy of it. It's, it the interesting thing with it is, um, all of the houses are named, and Aww. there's only about five or six roads, and they're not named. I think only one of them is named. So it was really inter- it was it was apparently part of a project to map all of Long Island. So uh, the map that we have that I have on my my wall here is for Rockville Center and Christian Hook. That's so cool. it's, uh, I actually, the house I'm living in was owned by the Pearsalls, which are one of the first sure. names of Oceanside. They, I believe they owned the lands from the late 1800s yeah. um, and then built this, the house I live in, in the 40, late 40s. Yeah, they owned, uh, actually, uh, Keith Pearsall is the husband of one of our board members and his family is that, that family. They owned a good chunk of Lindbrook. It used to, Lindbrook used to be called Pearsall's Corner. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Well, they have that. Isn't there a big place, Pearsall's in Lindbrook? Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. The pub or something. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's interesting. And, and you look at some of the names and it must have been the farms and whatever from uh, uh, from back in Christian Hook that now, you know, wound up being the names of the roads like Brower and and uh, and Woods and stuff. So you know, a lot of people ask us why our logo is a triangle. And that's because my father's first store was right next to the triangle where now the lighthouse is oh okay. we right next door we were right next door elevens so he said oh we're at the triangle you know he's always advertised at the triangle right they got the logo the triangle that's really cool that's that that's that's cool that's uh, you know that, it, it's funny you know it, it's you start looking and you start saying well, well you know he started in 71 so you're talking about it's, the, the years are starting to starting to build up for the business yep. so all right so <clears throat> Talking about you now a little bit. Um, do you have a favorite book or author? I, I was. You told me you're going to ask, so I had to think about it because I went through such phases in life, obviously. But um, I remember as a child, of course, you know Nancy Drew. But Dean Koontz was my first book that I read. Lightning was the name of the book that got me into reading, like really enjoying reading for myself, you know, on my own. So I read all of his stuff. And then of course, all of Patterson's. Um, But in college, I was really into Emerson and Whitman being an American lit major. That's what made me be an American lit major. because I was so like, loved reading their, their writings. Um, And that was all that fanciful stuff, you know, (laughs) then you you become an adult and you realize, you know, you can't live like that. Um, And now I do a lot of, I read, I don't have much time to read because I have a five-year-old, but except for to him, but I read self-help books now. Like right now I'm reading um, The Gift by Edith Eager. Okay. She's like Holocaust survivor. So I tend to try when I'm reading now for my pleasure is more so um, yeah, to better myself, if you will. Yeah. With a little time I have to try to better myself. Uh, listen, yeah, it, we all go in those in those phases. Um, right. That's um, my phase now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, I went back last year and got my master's in library science. 
So I had to take a bunch of um, a bunch of literature courses, and and some of it was why YA courses, mostly YA. I think I had to take two or three of those. Uh, some on diversity, some on just general YA. And I had not read a YA book probably ever because they didn't really have them when I was when I was growing up. Um, and I was an early reader, so I was reading more adult stuff anyway. Um, it's there's some really really good YA stuff out there. It's uh, it's really interesting. Um, my uh, my older daughter, who's in, in her mid thirties now, she uh, what she does is uh, if she finds herself in a rut, she will pick up a YA book because it's a little bit usually easier to read. But especially since um, since Harry Potter, uh, they deal with darker subjects or that were more adult subjects. It's 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 really fascinating. It it well, you know, there's the positive and the negatives to the kids growing up so fast. Yes. Yes. So now, now your five-year-old is he in school yet? Yeah, he's in pre-K. He's in pre-K. pre-K. Yeah, I held okay. him. I, you know, I wanted him to be the oldest instead of the youngest. One of those moms, you know. Okay. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> that's then that that works out fine. Um, Starting next so year. He, so he'll be going to kindergarten next year. Yep. Yeah. Then it then it then it goes. All begins. It starts. <laughs> well, hopefully the schools will be back to normal by uh, uh, by September. So. All right. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break now, and then we're going to come back with our lightning round, our four fast and one slow questions. And this is with Corey Knopf of Hal Knopf's team at Compass. Okay. At the Oceanside Library, we continue to meet the needs of the Oceanside community as best as we can. Uh, you'll note that we have uh, started doing programs live again in the library, uh, and we have a huge number of resources that are available to you both in person and online. Please check out pagingoceanside.com for all things author and book related, uh, where we have authors uh, coming to, to us from all over the world, literally, uh, as well as you can find our, our author podcast, our book discussions, book ratings, book suggestions, uh, and more. In fact, if you're looking for personal help with choosing your next book, go to pagingoceanside.com and we'll provide you with your very own personal librarian who will provide you with our book tastings and give you a good selection of what you what you want and what you need. If you have a book club, we can help uh, in many different ways, including buying the books that you need uh, for your group, regardless how new the book is, providing you with uh, questions and talking points for your discussions and providing you with any other help that you might need. So it's a new day at the Oceanside Library, and we hope that you come and check us out both at OceansideLibrary.com and PagingOceanside.com. And now we're going to return to uh, our conversation with Corey, which includes our uh, lightning round. You all warmed up? Okay. Rap or opera? Oh, neither. Aha. Rock and roll. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Kindle or book? Book. Really? 100%. Okay. I'll carry five on the plane if I have to. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, beach or mountains? Oh, beach. Yeah. We're beach people. If you hit the mega millions tonight, are you coming to work tomorrow? I am coming to work with a totally different mindset. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I will not put you on the spot to ask you what you would change, but <laughs> but that's interesting. Because oh. uh, listen, we've we've met around town a million times, and you always seem to absolutely love your job and love love what you're doing and love Oceanside, uh, and it comes through every time I talk to you. Uh, so I, I do expect that you'd come back to work, but I can imagine that there might be a tweak here <laughs> or there. Um, and then finally, this is the one you can take a little time with. What advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Oh. Um, the most important, and I, you know, say this with all my heart is to, um, embrace the people that love you and realize how important it is. Um, and your and friendship and all of that stuff, you know, they come and go, um, but really realize how valuable true friendship is and to spend more time with your parents without getting wishy-washy about it, um, they won't be with you forever and you will just wish they are there as much as possible. So at 18, you're certainly not thinking about that, but I wish I did more. Between 18 and 30, I wish I did more. Well, that's uh, that's great advice right right there. So, uh, well, I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's It's been a pleasure. Uh, you know, what we do know uh, from, let's say, I guess I've been in this town for, I guess, close in on 40 years, actually probably over 40 years. Uh, that uh, Halinoff Realty and now now the team at uh, Compass has always been a leader uh, in the real estate community uh, here in town and I've always been a great citizen and a great friend of of the entire community and you certainly have been a huge supporter and a friend of the library so uh, I, I can't thank you enough for all of that and I thank you for joining us here today. Thank you Tony. Anytime I do anything for this library it's going I'm so excited for the future. I really am. Okay well thank you very much. Thank you.